for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi everyone, welcome to Living Life. I have a seven-year-old boy and a three-year-old boy. And the strange thing I notice happening throughout this quarantine time is that uh, their age difference is averaging out. What I mean is that my oldest son is uh, turning into more of a younger toddler, whereas my younger boy, my second child, is thinking of himself as uh, getting older by spending more time with his uh, uh, older brother. Uh, so ultimately their age gap is panning out and it seems like both of them are four years old. The reason why I say that is uh, when they are together, the more they spend time, they compete so, so much with one another. Uh, even though my older brother uh, knows that he's the firstborn and he should function as if uh, he's the older son uh, trying to help out his little brother, uh, he forgets that as he spends more time uh, with his little brother uh, tit for tat and just fighting and not sharing and, and grumbling and that leads to one thing they start competing even more uh, they think of each other as uh, similar uh, kids and uh, there's no room for sharing the reason why i say that uh, for today's passage is because it's really hard to change the way how we think when we start to uh, envy one another become jealous and fight for one another by competing and I think today's passage is challenging us that we should change the way how we think. So why don't we take a look in today's passage and take a look for ourselves? Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we though many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts, according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. So as I just mentioned about my two boys, it's hard to change the way how we think because most of the times we compete for one another, against one another. Uh, me, myself, uh, being educated in the United States, most of the times the way how I was trained was 
to strive so that the, uh, the strongest, the fittest survive in the area that you're competing for. You have to always work hard uh, to be uh, one of the best uh, in that aspect of life. But scripture today testifies that that is not the way how we should conform. That's not the pattern that we should not follow. That's what the world teaches us. But the scripture testifies that the kingdom of God and the way how God teaches us and guides us is entirely different. It's contrary to what we uh, consider as a norm, which is competition against one another. In today's scripture, it testifies that we live uh, for one another. We serve for one another. We try to uh, come into harmony so that we as members of different function uh, try to create one unified body under Christ's Lordship. That is what today's passage is getting uh, for us today to meditate. So as we look into the first two verses, these are very famous uh, verses. Uh, I think just be, by uh, uh, talking about these two verses would uh, take me many, many uh, hours or time uh, and to dive into and to uh, and try to uh, understand. Um, but here, I just wanted to talk in terms of context because it seems like verse two, one and two gives us a headline for what is uh, what the verses following are testifying uh, three all the way to eight. So the first part of it we can see in verse one and two uh, that do not conform to the pattern of this world. And why and how are we not, how are we not supposed to conform to the pattern of this world? Uh, world, it says in verse three, uh, do not think of yourself more highly uh, than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment, in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. That is one method in in a way where we can, uh, we would not conform to the pattern of this world, in the context of like I said, competition. Uh, this is a radical command uh, that Scripture gives us as we look into verse 3. We can see that God has given us faith where it leads us to humiliating us, humbling us, so that we do not think of ourselves highly. And why is that faith so important? Because believing in God ultimately leads to understanding that we all need grace. We are fallen people. Uh, we stand before God as judged, as sinners, and there's no holiness that can be found in any of us. And faith in God leads to uh, a plea for uh, salvation, redemption, uh, and leading us from uh, death uh, that comes through sin uh, to life, only that could be found in God. And that faith leads us to humbleness because you stand before God as a person uh, as a member of his kingdom family. And all we can ask for is to uh, do the function that God gives us in order to edify this body that God has created. That's what we see in verse 4 to all the way to 8. Because as uh, Paul narrates all this different function uh, that God has given us through the gift of the Holy Spirit, these all ultimately uh, exist in order to edify the body. Now we can see as listed in verse 68 what they are, the functions. If your gift is prophesying, and then it says if it is serving, if it is teaching, if it is to encourage, if it is to giving, uh, if it is to lead, if it is to show mercy, it seems like they are all different functions, but they are leading into something. You can see prophesying, it is for call to repentance. 
if you prophesy, it's not about uh, looking at what the future may be. It's more about in an Old Testament sense. When a prophet prophesies, it's called to repentance. It exists to edify the congregation to lead into repentance when there is sin committed. Now serving, it's for the care of others in the church. How about teaching? It's to build others' faith stronger in faith in Christ. To encourage is to give genuine Christian hope. You give them the hope, the ultimate hope that only faith can give. What about giving is to provide the needs of others. It's to show that God is a provider for all of us. How about lead? It's the administration of the operation of the church so that all the community and the members uh, are, are well uh, cared within and the church boundary. How about mercy? It's to bless others with God's love. Now, these all different functions exist for one purpose, is to edify the body. As I said, it's not a realm of competition. It's not the life that the world teaches us to do. It's a completely different pattern. We all exist for one another because we are all under the Lordship of Christ Jesus, and Christ wants us to be united under His rule. And what does the member uh, do? What does the uh, body parts do? What does all the different functions do? It leads to one thing. It edifies the body. And that is what uh, Christ is calling us to do. Just as my two sons are supposed to do, they are to edify their relationship within the family. They are to encourage and they are to help one another. And I think that is what we could see happen in our lives too. So what are the things that you could do in order to edify your church or even your family or even your small group, whatever it is, what can you do in order to edify it? For me, for example, like I said in the introduction, maybe one of the ways I could edify my two sons' relationship might be giving them more clear roles or functions, tell them what they should do in order to edify each other, encourage one another. Maybe that could be one solution. But most of all, I think for all of us to concur is that we come before the Lord and through faith, we humble ourselves and knowing that God is the only one through Christ Jesus by the working of the Holy Spirit that could bring us together. I hope that this passage gives you guidance and wisdom in your life. Let us pray. Father Lord, let us remember that we all need grace in your wisdom. So Lord God, I ask this now before you so that you could help us uh, edify our group, our church, our family, as we encourage one another, as we humble ourselves before you. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh uh -huh.